0: Give us a like, share, subscribe, and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians, and more. It's us again. It's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and we're back at you with this week's review of NXT UK. I'm Troy, joined as always from up north in Liverpool. It's Jay. How you doing, man?
1: Yes, boy. I'm all yes, good boy. Man.
0: Good stuff. Good stuff.
1: Complaining about the humidity in Liverpool at the <laughs> I mean, it's
0: Very pissing silly. it down here. It's it's grey and overcast, but still humid.
1: Yeah. It's can't, can't win, can you, mate?
0: Can't win. <laughs> Cannot win. Just, <laughs> no. oh, can't win. The last week it was too hot. This week it's too miserable. Just. Think you're <laughs> getting
1: the relief of rain and then it's still fucking roasted. <laughs> Not the good kind. <laughs>
0: well wow. we can talk and talk about something that was good we talk about NXT uk another decent episode off the back mm-hmm. of last week which kind of peaked with the uh the title exchange uh for the NXT uk women's championship um yeah and yeah came back in with a, a fairly solid episode
1: it it felt like they crammed a lot of stuff in this one
0: there was an awful lot in there wasn't there like, there,
1: there was there was a few few bits that happened and i was like what the hell a deal of time for this and then it, I'd look and it'd be like 20 minutes left. And I was just like, how on earth is this still like time? I don't know
0: how they managed to get all of this into an hour. It's mental.
1: That's like why NXT used to be so good though, when it was just an hour. Mm. Like, because they'd get loads of stuff in, but it wouldn't feel like you were losing out on anything or like anything was kind of like sold short. It felt like everything got the time it needed to get to breathe.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: but then you, and then when people didn't show up you were left like going up can't wait to see them again mm. as opposed to thinking where well, there's two hours and you're thinking why isn't this person showing up you're like oh well it's an hour <laughs> show I can forgive the fact that we've not seen like Tayman this week because yeah, yeah exactly because it's an hour
0: show yeah bizarre though because you were reminded that he was still about oh we're gonna see
1: him absolutely murder all the cars the next week so it's fine it's <laughs> fine
0: ah uh... Well, before we get into it, let us know what you thought of the episode on social media at Twitter and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. So, this week's episode kicks off with a video package from Mako, Satamora, and Kaylee Ray's match last week. Um, and we get various kind of uh, visuals of tweets and stuff like that from fans and, and wrestlers that watched it. And um, the, the surprise that obviously Kaylee Ray's um, 600 and something day. Rain came to an end. Seventy-nine days, six hundred and seventy-nine days, and yeah, there's there's more of these throughout the night. Um, they do this quite often when like a, a major champion's dethroned, and then they'll have these kind of oh my god, it's incredible, and we can't believe such and such is now on the brand, and da da da. So yeah,
1: it was quite cool. They, they made this feel like an absolutely massive deal as they should have because. Mm. Regardless of the pandemic, the fact that Kaylee Ray had held that belt so long before it and then yeah. has held it so long since the relaunch is mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. Um fair enough, Aaron Walter had like four months where they weren't doing anything, but that's Still, like a drop in their reign, isn't it?
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, satmore becomes the only the fourth NXT women's champion behind Kaylee Ray, Tony Storm, and Rhea Ripley.
1: An esteemed co- uh, company, there
0: it is indeed. Uh, so yeah, after this, uh, we get Wolfgang versus Sam Gradwell, which they had um, given us last week, or at least rather teased last week. Um, and Wolfgang and Mark Coffey seem to have this kind of game of one upsmanship, um, which kind of we see progress as the show goes on. Um, the match itself, um, just two big physical fuckers.
1: Just before the match, as well, Gradwell comes out and cuts a promo. Oh, just, the three he,
0: little piggies! He's. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he, he says something about the hairs on his chinny chin chin. And um, Wolfgang for the match, like parts of the match, keeps trying to pull his beard. Just got to grab face. his beard. <laughs> um, and he also calls Mark Coffee Mark Cough Drop with champion
0: That's Absolutely. gold. Yeah, having stitches. Over
1: with laughter, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> fucking hell!" <it's> <laughs> <laughs> he, he is the the more the more I see him, the more it's like, yeah, you are just like a fucking bully from a kids' TV it's, Yeah,
0: exactly that, like fucking from the dandy or beano or something. He's, like, he's
1: <laughs> like Nelson Muntz meets fucking
0: Dennis <laughs> the <of Man. laughs> Wow, <Right>. that's amazing. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, the match itself, big physical match too two big guys Um, Wolfgang I always forget is surprisingly athletic for a guy of his size the way he bounces around the ring and and goes up top and isn't afraid to kind of high fly every now and again but um, yeah Wolfgang manages to get the first knockdown and then a lot of back and forth a lot of kind of like uh, trades of like holds and and kind of uh, submissions and grips and stuff like that trying to gain an upper hand Uh, as Wolfgang starts to build momentum he goes up to the top rope I think he goes for like a double axe handle but Gradwell throws him off which then allows him to take control for most of the kind of middle going of the match Um, Wolfgang hits a a, it's like a sort of reverse fall away power slam like he gets him up for a power slam and he chucks him sort of back over his shoulder
1: yeah it was weird it was like a almost like um, an F5 to a degree
0: yeah kind of fell
1: down before he could hit it
0: yeah I've never seen um, that before. Impressive. Um,
1: I was but, really impressed that both guys like went after each other's shoulders on this match yes. as well. Yeah, like it was, it was a similar sort of thing to the Rampage and Wolfgang match where like they both went after each other's ribs. Yeah, and it was just like a battle of attrition to see who's who's going to succumb to it first.
0: That's it. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so as you say, like both going for the kind of the the shoulders and and also the the ribs as well. Like I think Wolfgang started attacking the ribs and at one point. Um, Gradrell tells the referee as he's clutching his ribs, like, I think I've broken my rib or something like that. The ref's like, can you carry on? He's like, I think I broke my rib. It's fine, no. Um, uh, Gradwell hits uh, an STO, but as a result of those injuries, um, is unable to make the cover. Then after a little bit more back and forth, Wolfgang fights back, um, builds up some momentum, which pushes him to the finish of the match where he hits like a massive spear, like dump tackle, like it's a spear, but then he... He lifts them up and down like a proper was, rugby it tackle. Was,
1: it was like a Ricky Stark spear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where Ricky Stark's like jumps upwards and then brings them down with him. Yeah. So you, no matter what size the guy hits it, looks impressive.
0: Yeah, oh, That's um, really cool.
1: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't care too much for Wolfgang trying to do a bookshop before it though.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Because he just, <laughs>
1: if he had done it into the spear, it would have looked incredible. Yeah. But, because he did it and he just stood there and I went oh shit oh yeah. shit
0: yeah I need to do something after this
1: <laughs> it looked a bit bad in my opinion I thought the wrong guy won this match I would mm. have liked to have seen Sam Gradwell
0: win this Gradwell's been building momentum for weeks and weeks and weeks now and he's had yeah. some high profile victories
1: I feel as though he needed to get like a big win after um, after losing to Trent yeah having Having just beaten their uh, Dave Mastiff as well, mm. not that long ago.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing they they could have given they could have given anyone on the roster to him, and it, like not anyone, but there's there's plenty of people on the roster where a loss uh, to them wouldn't have done much. Whereas Gallows is in this weird transition phase where obviously Joe Coffey's involved in that triple threat kind of picture and trying to establish himself as the kind of the next in line for, for Walter's throne. And then you've got Mark Coffey and Wolfgang, who only a couple of months ago lost the tag team championships, but it doesn't feel like they're pushing them now as a tag team, although they're part of the same faction. It's like, oh, well, if Joe's having a singles thing, then these two have got to have a singles thing. And for me, they're... Uh, That's not to take away from either one of them as singles wrestlers but i just think they should still be involved in that tag team thing and just kind of working their way back up or or what i don't know Mm. but like wolfgang doesn't need a singles victory is what i'm getting at
1: yeah i don't i don't think wolfgang and mark Coffey necessarily need the singles push either of them like no uh, i just i mean i i don't really like the way the portray Gallus anyway I don't really care for you them you just
0: don't like Gallus
1: <laughs> it's not that I dislike them it's just I just, I just don't like they're not really give me much of a reason to care about them
0: no well when they had they're the just, belts like, they were just a bit meh
1: when they had the belts like they were absolutely held them for too long they were, to the point where they were devaluing them yeah pretty deadly should have won the belts often probably like two or three months prior to when they actually did
0: what, what to- really should have happened? They should have just kept them on Grizzled Young Veterans and then had them keep them for a bit longer.
1: Well, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster took them off Grizzled Young Veterans. I know.
0: That's my point. <laughs>
1: um, and I swear to God, if they take them off pretty deadly, I'm going to kick
0: off. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all I- right, I- though. i have gone
1: down to BT Sports Studios myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you won't get in the door, mate. Dave Masterford will be there. And he'd be locking it from the other side and he'd be like, no, nah, pal, you get fucked. It,
1: I, I'll just give Dave Master a kind of a bomber. It's fine.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll
1: it, be that enamored by the fact he's got a beer made after him and be like, what's this? He'll <laughs> um, go and try and be a father figure to Jack Stars or something like that.
0: <laughs> More on that later. Um, yeah, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews uh, had the shortest reign as tag team champions, which... Pretty deadly actually you point out later on. I think they say we've Does already held... Does this
1: reign all of NXT UK history? Yeah. With they, any belt? With
0: any belt. Yeah. Oh, dear, oh dear. So uh, I don't
1: think I... Storm, Storm held the women's title for that long, did she?
0: Uh, let's have a look. NXT UK... You know,
1: I'd say that. I think it was over to take over.
0: Let's have a look. NXT UK Women's Championship. I uh... you won it
1: at Blackpool and lost at at Cardiff.
0: Tony Storm had it from 12th of January 2019 and won it at Take of a Blackpool and lost it at Cardiff on the 31st of August. Nah, so 200, 230 days. Yeah,
1: that's it. That's a six-month reign. Yeah, I mean, mind.
0: Rhea Ripley had it for 44 days. Oh, she? no, she didn't. Hang on. No, 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 no. Reigns won. Days won. Days Recognize. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Anyway, we'll I move mean, on.
1: Andrews and Webster... Like, won and lost their tag team titles at download, I believe. Yes. Like, they held them like literally two weeks. Jeez.
0: Oh, yeah, because I suppose they did a series of tapings, didn't they? There. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, let's move on. We get Kenny Williams just basically addressing that he's a scumbag. I'm
1: I'm back to what is Kenny Williams? (laughs) Because. At least we'd kind of established, oh yeah, he's a scumbag, and he like rides his look. Whereas now he's gone so generic, like he's literally like the sample model of a creator wrestler on a game, video game. Yep. And he looks, he looks like all of a sudden his teeth have gone really big.
0: It's because he's got rid like, of his beard.
1: Because he got rid of his beard? His mouth massive. And he looks massive.
0: Like, he looks terrible,
1: got like toothy like, grin. He looks like a bit of a smackhead. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: It just looks rubbish. Like you said, just. Yeah. We just, said this when he redebuted a few weeks back, and he just looks like any other generic wrestler. There's nothing that stands out about him now.
1: Yeah, it's really disappointing the fact that they'd finally figured out what they were doing with him. And they felt the need the sooner you kind of got that, like, that pivotal win that was going to probably take him off in one direction. They decided to, like, completely repackage him almost and mm. now he's going in a com- it, not even. it's not even like he's going downwards, he just kind of plateaued.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it.
1: Like, I mean, at least he cut his hair because like, it, when he had like those curtains like from the, like 1997, <laughs> he looked like a bit <laughs> of a tosser. Um, <laughs> but now he literally looks like Scottish Miz.
0: Scottish miss.
1: <laughs> that, that's all I could see when he come out this time. as a like, yeah, it's Scottish miss.
0: Mm. Yeah, not a fan. Um, then we get his I mean, uh,
1: ring, ring work still great.
0: Mm. Oh yeah, like yeah, a, yeah.
1: Just I'm not the, gonna take anything from his away from his ring work because his no. actual is brilliant. But
0: character-wise,
1: feels yeah. It, it just it. If, it reminds There's nothing me there. Remember when Jack Swagger won, cashed in the money in the bank and won the yeah. world title. Yeah and it's like all his charisma was in that briefcase and it just fucked off when he cashed it uh,
0: in that's yeah. what it
1: feels like with this yeah like they the kind of like charisma was in his beard <laughs> his charisma was in his beard and his fucking Jordans um, <laughs> no it, it feels it feels like they're kind of putting all their eggs in one basket that he's saying he's a scumbag
0: when mm.
1: he didn't need to change his look and to a degree like make him feel a little bit less important because of it
0: I, I mean, also don't I don't like this whole like said, like hinging everything on him being a scumbag yeah and him, because it's just like well he's gonna shit house this way in every match we know that but it doesn't need to be so on the nose with his character and his and his promos
1: yeah I mean he fair enough he's being a bit more vicious in his like offence as well mm. um, at the same time you you look at like the sort of opposite side of it of someone like who calls himself a bastard yeah. but he's still it. it like that doesn't def- that's not his one defining characteristic no no it's, it's the overarching characteristic but it's not like the one thing he's put all his eggs in the basket the basket of he, he's like <laughs> in the bastard in the bastard of he's not <laughs> he's not like oh yeah I'm a bastard and that's it He's like I'm mm. a bastard, and I'm going to show you why by being an absolute horrible bastard to anyone who gets in my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Kenny Williams is like I'm a scumbag. Look at me, and then stamping on look, people. Is like, look,
0: look how scummy I am. All see, right,
1: I am a scumbag. I told you. Like, <laughs> no, just I don't
0: know. Yeah, it, it I'm feels in agreement. Like,
1: stripped a lot of layers off him, and I don't really like it. But,
0: mm. Just as you were starting to like him, just as you'd worked out I know, what he was. But,
1: like he'd be- when when it was like oh yeah he just a scumbag like survive that but he's still doing it as Kenny Williams was like yeah I'm, I'm digging that I'm liking that a lot yeah.
0: the fact
1: that he the fact that he was showing shades of grey but now where it's like oh yeah yeah, I am a scumbag see I told ya don't have yeah. to hide it anymore yeah. like, well, you didn't then you could have still could have just kept parent. doing what you were doing <laughs> didn't you need to fucking shave your beard off and look like a child or the dad off will you want to the chocolate factory
0: ha <laughs> <laughs> ha uh, after this, uh, we get another one of those Mako Satomura video packages. We get different superstars from across the pond <clears throat> as well as over here weighing in on her victory, what it means to the brand, um, how excited they are that she's like part of the roster and stuff like that. So we hear from uh, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, Ember Moon, Zion Brookside, Beth Phoenix, and then Amel wades in and says that that championship should have been hers because Satomura took her place in the gauntlet match.
1: Mel first challenger. Mel
0: first challenger, and she's going to get handled. That's it's what's a going to shame
1: because Mel's like, whenever she's been in the ring, she's been really impressive, but they've, mm. they've been so stop-start. It's been a bit stop-start, yeah.
0: Exactly what I thought.
1: It, it's almost like, well, when she actually going, it's like Sam Gradwell, it's like they've been really stop-start stop with him, where it's like, when you're actually going to give them their actual, like, one.
0: Yeah. You yeah. give
1: them, like, a big win and you make them look awesome, and then.
0: You like Gradwell. Yeah, Gradwell being Mastiff, who's cleaners always put over the whistle. cleaners a whistle, and then you have him lose to Wolfgang. And that's not to yeah. take away from Wolfgang, but just, just didn't need to happen. Like just continue to put even if you even if you put him against I don't know, say Danny Jones or uh Andy yeah. what's his name, the guy from the other week. Andy
1: Wilde or yeah. um Josh Terrell, is it? Or Josh yeah. Morrell.
0: Josh Morrill yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Even Jack Stars or Levi Muir or someone like that, who's like they can have they can have a good match with, but he's still gonna win Mm.
0: Mm. because
1: he he's he has kind of been like the sort of the guy who's there to lose to the bigger names. Yeah, if you you have them lose to the bigger names too much, then you start devaluing them a bit.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: So same with the Mel was the point I was trying to make there.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So. Uh, after this yes boy pretty deadly interrupts uh, oh an exchange Those of words ha! they were they were something out what were the trousers all about they were
1: like 1940s cops hey look <laughs> 1940s detectives they were a trilby away from being
0: a trilby away from
1: the- <laughs> a trilby and a cigar away from being 1940s detectives from like a film noir um, <laughs> That is awesome. I, I love I love like I love the fucking ridiculousness of their outfits. Like it's they've they've gone from being just like like pretty boys to being now like they're just over the top ridiculous to the point yeah. where they're like they're almost cartoonish but in a really good way.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, they interrupt an exchange of words backstage uh between Subculture and Ginny and Joseph Connors who have a match coming up later. Uh, and then we get uh, known scumbag Kenny Williams against uh, Danny Jones. Uh, we saw Danny Jones a couple of weeks ago, I think. Uh, he's one of these kind of like fresh, new, young faces, like we were saying, kind of like uh, Andy Wild and uh, Josh Morale and people like that, um, who we've seen in the last few weeks kind of jobber to the stars, if you like. I hate using that that term, but they're, kind of, they're there to kind of put over like a new god it's coming, so it's someone like a Tao Man or, or whoever. Um but yeah, uh him against Kenny Williams. Um he looked really good in this. Like just a, like a really big, strong like powerhouse. Um and he's 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 tall, but he's not like huge huge hospital but in this he was absolutely the the more powerful guy um yeah. and kenny williams didn't seem to have an answer for him for the most part of the match until he decides to shit out his way through i think williams drops him on uh sorry yeah williams drops uh, jones on the ropes like kind of by his neck uh, as he rolls out and that allows him to gain the advantage um Jones fires up again and, and hits some big offensive moves. Uh, like It's like a massive big boot and clotheslines and stuff like that. It gets a near fall. General big man offence. General big man offence, it. Um But yeah, like I say, Williams just continues to be a shithouse. Uh, I think he pokes him in the eye, uh, which just basically allows him to hit his finisher, which I think... Is it called bad luck? Is that his finisher? They've started calling it bad luck now. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, um, which is a really good name, to be fair. Yeah. Because um, he's the Lucky
0: Yeah.
1: Well, he's not anymore, is he? He's a scumbag. He's just a scumbag. Scumbag, mate. I, I like... He, he done that thing, um, which he's been doing for a couple of weeks. And I think he started doing it in the match with Amir, where he's, like, sort of, like, inclined across... Like, reclined across the top rope.
0: Oh, just kicks him in the head.
1: He just starts stamping on the back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's vicious. Like, I'm, I like... Like you said, like, I have no problem with his in-ring work. Uh, he's really, really good. Just really vicious, like... Uh, who's that? I was thinking at there's someone in NXT it's kind of similar where I do oh, no no it is NXT it's Noam Dar actually like mm. I didn't think yeah. Noam Dar was that vicious I thought he was like a shite bag heel but actually like it's really stiff like that match you had with Dragunov was just like oh uh, and Kenny Williams is the same um, and yeah it, it plays out really well in the ring I just don't like the character I don't like the gimmick as much but um
1: yeah I'm not I'm really not feeling the repackaging mm. at all like I, I love it I love what he's doing in ring I just don't and I like that he's gotten a bit more vicious I just yeah. don't really like the whole oh yeah look I'm, I'm a bit more serious now like, great <laughs> great
0: so yeah Williams picks up uh the victory there um we then get a sit-down conversation like we had last week or the week before uh, between Coffee and uh, Rampage Brown. This time they're joined by Ilya Dragunov, who made his presence felt at the end of their match uh, last week as the show closed out. Um, this was a really cool segment. I really enjoyed this. They're all sat down in, in chairs around a table, and they're just kind of discussing how, like, they're the hardest man in NXT UK, pretty much. Um Dragonoff jumps in and just says he thinks that they believe NXT UK is kind of their playground, and he's like, "Well, you know, I deserve to be in this as well." Um, and they all talk. Another thing which was really cool—they all talk about their kind of their, their tough upbringings, their working-class backgrounds, and Coffee being from Scotland, and Brown being from Leeds, uh, and Dragonoff being from Russia all having a tough upbringing, but they've all kind of got a healthy respect for each other as well, which is cool. And then Coffee brings up Dragonoff's match with Walter um, and says, kind of gets all right up in his face and is like, leave a piece of yourself in the ring in that match. Um, and they just... The so- fact that Ilya was like looking like he was about to snap as well. Yeah, Ilya's when, winning this for me.
1: I think Ilya's going to win this because... Yeah. I- I feel like we've got the compelling thing where whoever Ilya doesn't pin, he can then have a match with.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So if you say if Coffee's just in there to eat the pin,
0: Coffee's in there then, to eat the pin, definitely. And
1: then we have Ilya like versus Rampage, and then basically
0: oh. this is. Oh. Well, oh. the
1: they, they also teased that this is going to be a number one contenders match.
0: Oh, uh, did they? they I suppose it makes like sense with it. Walter appearing last week. Like, there's got to be someone to challenge him they, soon. When was the last yeah, time he defended it?
1: they didn't outright say it but um, basically Andy was like on commentary saying oh well this this could have a this could go a long way and like this could have like ramifications making, implications making a sort of name to be the number one contender yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah I I, I love the way they do these like sort of backstage uh, sit down things it, it the sh- always shot really well like that's yeah for me that's one of the like massive strengths of NXT UK and it's something that you start to we start to see in like nxt every now and again yeah
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: the video packages and the backstage vignettes uh
0: really nicely produced really
1: really yeah when when they want a match to feel extremely important mm. they've got a very good way of doing it yeah and this this was a prime example of that um, absolutely
0: yeah. this yeah. went
1: from a match that i was mildly excited about so much that i really cannot wait to, to see now
0: yeah me too um what was I going to say? They are, towards the end, they kind of do this thing where they're, they're all trying to get their words in and the camera keeps mm. jumping between them as they're saying it. And as it's jumping, it's also zooming in on them as well. And I know we kind of, it's to be fair, it's because it's on Raw, we kind of shit on those camera angles where it just like cuts here, cuts there, cuts there. But this kind of deserved it. It was, it was an intense kind of interview. Yeah. And Yeah. The,
1: dif- the difference being is we're not trying to watch a wrestling match. We're watching like no. a backstage cinematic vignette. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's where it's almost like I keep I keep comparing NXT in UK the to Film Noirs, but it was almost like a film noir <laughs> with like an interrogation scene between like uh the police and the criminal and good cop, bad cop. Yeah. And it was sort of that thing where it's whenever you need to focus on one person in particular, they were like do 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 hmm. whereas with Raw it's like Oh, look, they're wrestling. Oh, look, let's uh, have another angle of them wrestling. Oh, look, let's see the Thunderdome. Oh, look, one of the commentators saying, oh, oh someone's stood on the stage now. It's where it, it's a bit more, like, frenetic on Raw, where it's yeah. like, "It's like, what, why are you doing this to me? I, I, I'm i getting a bit motion sick from, like, you're moving around, all the people moving around.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, it,
0: it worked either way. It was, yeah. Uh, very sorry for that. Is that next week or the week after? Next week. Next week. <clears throat> Excellent. Got a, they've got a loaded show next week. To be fair. Oh yes, sir. Uh, after this, we there get an interview with Mark Coffee, speaking to the cameraman producer. Um, saying how easy it is to wind up Shah Samuels and he proves that by walking over to him uh, Shar Samuels is sat just on one of the the flight crates uh, just doing a crossword sat there in his flat cap that seems to be his thing that he just he just wants to sit on his own chill out just do his daily crossword that's all he yeah. wants to do and he keeps getting people Shahz, giving him shit
1: Shah Samuels is like that uncle who's looking after his nephews for a few days <laughs> and, like the parents both, both of them working at half term and he just wants to sit them to just get on with the hair thing. He doesn't he want to be there. Crossword. like,
0: you do your thing, I'll do mine. I'm here to just... I'm, I,
1: I'm, I just want to do my crossword in the newspaper. <laughs> just behave yourself. <laughs> and then some little shit comes up to him and ruins his fun.
0: Namely, Mark Coffey, who yeah, comes over.
1: Did it the other week. Yeah. Mark Coffey's done it today. <laughs> and he was an absolute gobshite as well.
0: He just comes up to him. He's like, oh, are you enjoying your read day? He's like, oh, I'm trying to. And then he calls him like a two bit mug or something. He, that's he, he, it. He gets in his ear and he's like, East! He's yeah. like, why are you trying to impersonate me? What are you doing?
1: <laughs> it was the way he got on my like, go away, you tart.
0: Go away, you tart. Is that meant to be me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I
1: fucking love you. Samuels
0: just storms off. And then Mark Coffey turns around to the, the the producer and just says, see, told you. Um, he, yeah. He's
1: like fucking Dennis' dad off the beano, isn't he? <laughs> That's who it is. Dennis the Menace's dad off the beano. (laughs) No one does. Dennis the Menace. He's Dennis's dad. Perfect. Getting dressed out, trying to do his crossword.
0: (laughs) After this, we get the Supernova sessions uh, with the guest, Jordan Devlin. Um, No one does. Got a lovely new shirt, a really, really nice shirt. Consider buying that. It's quite good. It um, was very
1: nice. You know, uh, you know what would be nicer? A pretty what? deadly shirt. Come on, pretty, guys, yeah,
0: come on. The give game. you, give you tag team the champions ball. a shirt. Sort it out.
1: Better, yeah. Pretty deadly game blouses.
0: Ooh. what are detective trousers! Oh,
1: I want the <laughs> holsters back.
0: The whole, the whole shebang. Back.
1: <laughs> I, I want Pretty Deadly to just go various phases of like goody cop things because that seems what the gimmick is oh, these days
0: like Having have Miami Vice the linen suits with the sleeves rolled up
1: <laughs> well these sort of did that when they had the like tight t-shirts on with the whole yeah yeah, they <laughs> and they, were, they weren't far off that today
0: <laughs> um Noam Daz had a haircut as well um speaking of people that are looking dapper Jordan Devlin comes on and looks slick uh Noam Dar comments uh, and compliments him on that. Uh, They hug it out and he says, it's nice to have a real superstar on here. Um, He points to Devlin's shoes and and his jeans and just says, ah, where'd you get those? And he says, you can still find them. And if you don't know, it's Sergio Giorginio, and that's an Office reference with Ricky Gervais. And I cracked up when he said that, because it's quite a niche one if you haven't seen it. But um, yeah, NXT very good.
1: UK is brilliant at that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I know, I know. AEW <laughs> do it every now and again because was a big uh, fan of like YouTube, cult UK TV shows. Oh, okay. He's dropped a few, bit, he's dropped a few Dark Place references. I was say, didn't
0: he do oh, a Gareth Morenga's Dark Place he, reference?
1: He, he did a Dark Place reference, and I absolutely lost my shit.
0: Awesome! Yeah, this is cool. <laughs> Yeah, um,
1: it's always good when you get a little pop culture reference, you know,
0: when. it? Yeah, it's, e- it's even better when they acknowledge it on Twitter and you give them a shout. Cheers, Jordan. Top lad. <laughs> um, he then says, oh, I've got a present for you. And he gives Devlin one of his shirts and he says, oh, it's an extra medium. <laughs> and for a really brief moment, I was like extra me- they don't do extra medium he's taking the piss i was trying to think <laughs> if i'd ever seen an extra medium-sized shirt and realized no it's bollocks he, they don't when, do it when he,
1: when he said <laughs> that John devlin was like trying so hard that's a laugh as well. <laughs> exactly
0: what it is they're trying to pop the boys <laughs> uh he talks about his loss of the cruiserweight championship to santa claus escobum uh, and says just because someone can climb a ladder quicker, it doesn't mean they're better. Um, and then Noam Dar gives him the stage and allows him to make his own kind of exclusive announcement. Uh, to which Jordan basically calls out the whole roster and just says, "Like, I'm not a hard man to find. My dressing room's that one, the biggest one here, the one with the star on the door. Come and find me." And then goes off. Um, more on later.
1: Wins the leap prize, Jordan?
0: Fucking <laughs> out. We don't get, get a re-
1: for a couple of weeks after that. Now he's <laughs> yeah.
0: he's accepting Walkins. Uh We then get a recap of Ashton Smith uh, and Tyrman's match from the other week, um, and then they announced that Tyrman will be facing Oliver Carter next week as a bit of kind of payback retribution for uh, what happened in you the aftermath made of that.
1: Victim, Oliver Carter. is going to kick the shit out of
0: him. <laughs> When I go to the performance centre, we see Dave Mastiff. Um, his interview about how his training and his recovery's going, but he's kind of distracted by Tyler Bate and Jack Stars so in the background, cool. who are having a, a bit of a spar. And he's like, oh God, what are they doing over there? Like, oh, that looks really you, good, that oh What are, are they doing?" Probably re- proud dad wasn't he? he was like, sorry, you're ooh, getting distracted. This ooh, is really. Are you, cool. are you seeing that? Yeah, that's see amazing. Me. Did you did you see oh, what I think you did? This this did? New goal. <laughs> um they stop sparring and, and sit down and he comes over um tyler Bate basically offers uh, jack stars a heritage cup match he says that he's been really impressive in the last few weeks uh, and he thinks he's got what it takes to to kind of challenge and, and compete in that sort of match stars declines and says he wants to earn his way to a match uh Bate says yep yeah, fair enough he walks off uh, a mastiff says to stars why are you turning it down? Why are you turning down good opportunities? You should be taking them. Almost, almost like Mastiff was jealous that Stars was offered that opportunity.
1: Is, is Dave Mastiff the new Piper Niven to Jack Stars? <laughs> like, like they've literally just gone. Ah oh shit, we had we had someone who was like motivating Jack Stars to like be better. Yeah, yeah. And now they've took it away. Who, who, who are we gonna get now? Mastiff, he'll do. He's doing fuck all right
0: now. Cool Uncle Dave Mastiff.
1: <laughs> As big, tasty calls, and that dad, you absolutely wouldn't fuck around at the
0: port. Definitely, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great though. What are you doing? Just, Wait, you do, me? just, just do me it one end
1: day. Why are you turning it down? I, 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 think it's gonna. This could lead to like, possibly Mustache Mountain versus Mastiff and Stars, and then. Oh, really? Yeah, because that could be like the way that Jack Stars feels like like an in is like thing. Maybe like pins their title with a roll up, and then he can go, okay, yeah, I'll be in that
0: mm, now. Maybe. Or we get—I don't know if it will work. We get a triple threat Heritage Cup rules match.
1: That'd be hard to do, like wouldn't
0: it? Rounds-based triple threat match. You just make the rounds like a couple of minutes longer it'd be pretty fucking confident this, this is like fucking yeah, TNA it's, territory it's, isn't it with it's, silly it's, matches there,
1: mate. It's, it's, two <laughs> of, it's two out of three falls so that's where the issue would be because then you'd you could potentially have it that like everyone gets a pin each round
0: I mean yeah it then turns into like a fucking Iron Man match right forget forget um, I said anything it's a unle- nonsense unless, idea
1: <laughs> unless he did it like elimination like, uh, maybe triple threat match
0: mm-hmm Oh well, we'll see. You know. Um after this we get Nathan Fraser against the returning I say returning, he's been off for a few weeks, but uh yeah two months
1: according to the replay.
0: Two months? Yeah. Wow. Bloody hell. I thought it'd only been about three weeks. No, two months. Jeez. Okay. The man um the Man broke him in. Taylor made him two months ago. So, yeah, the returning uh, Rohan Raja, um, he cuts. Well, I say he cuts a little, but there's a little promo that they kind of insert as he's making his way to the ring on screen where he says, It's time for the king to ascend to the top. My gripe with this if you're already king, why are you not at the top already? Stop saying silly things. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Frasier gets off to a, a really quick start. Raja's much, much more aggressive in this and almost feels like he's working oh, a bit heel.
1: Well, I was going to say one thing that was really interesting about this was Raja was actually working similar to Taemon.
0: Yeah, It's exactly what very, I thought.
1: Very different style to what he was working in his first match.
0: Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, it's mainly, this match is back and forth, For the whole thing, neither one of them really, it was really fun. Neither one of them really made like managing to get a clear advantage. Um, Raja hits a really good like spinning sidewalk slam, which looked cool. Um, Frazier hits loads of like, uh, like high offenses, stuff like that, but then keeps getting downed, um, from like the power game of, of Raja. Um, and just when you think like Frazier can kind of capitalize, he's kind of too injured to do so. Um, it goes for a moonsault at one point, uh, misses that, follows up with a standing one and gets two count. Uh, then almost immediately Raja hits a pop up power bomb, uh, gets a two count off that, uh, Noddy begins to even name drops KO and says, I've taken one of those off KO. They're not nice. Uh, Frazier hits, uh, like a twisting suplex for two. I forget what they call that. I'm sure there's a name for it. I can't remember. No, nah, it'll come to me in a bit. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, as I say, like just just back and forth. Even into the finish, like neither one of them looked like they were kind of running away with it. Um, but Fraser manages to kind of like build a bit more momentum uh and then hits a frog splash for the win at the end. Um a really, really fun match. Uh neither one of them uh well i say obviously Fraser won a match, so came out looking strong, but I wouldn't say uh Raja came out right, not looking yeah, bad at
1: all. Came out. Yeah, I think Raja came out looking a lot better than he came in.
0: Yeah. The um, the big talking point of this is the eye that appears on the screen at the end. Yeah. tayman's eye.
1: It.
0: Yeah. I think yeah, I, just like- I'm sure he's going to join tayman We've had those oh, yeah, video absolutely. packages of Man sat around his table and there being empty seats. And even when he was cutting that promo bit at the start where he's like, Oh, I've been injured. I've been off. But I've had I've been really, really well looked after. Yeah. I'm like
1: But he didn't he, he he made the point to not like to kind of when they were like, Oh who i next oh NXT UK, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really As well opposed to after. like the
0: fucking the, the knights of the Eye table or whatever they're gonna call them.
1: <laughs> Just the eye, innit?
0: Just the eye. Just the, um, the men of the eye.
1: Yeah, I, I I mean there's there's four places at the table which would indicate that it's gonna be a five man faction. Yeah they brought in a couple of people that they haven't debuted yet I think mm. so
0: I like, I can't remember if I said this the other week when we saw this first video package of Teo sat at the table but I'd like to see it week by week where that just kind of builds up with people and then yeah. in like a month or two's time he's got a full table sat there or maybe we get people like sat around there all of them and we see it but they've all got I, hoods on and we don't know who it is and week by week they're revealed or something like that
1: I get the impression one of Carter and Smith are going to join. Really? Yeah, because he's like made the focus going on. Like, I think it's probably going to be Ashton Carter. Not Ashton Carter. Ashton, Ashton, Ashton
0: Carter.
1: Smith. That's both of them. <laughs> <but> Ashton <laughs> Carter. Um, I think it's going to be Ashton Smith because Taylor has been kind of going in saying, Oliver's not your family. You've, mm. But I could be family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he did he did a similar sort of thing where he was saying Oliver, it. When you're in the hospital recovering, Ashton's not going to go to you because she's not your family. But I could mm. be. Your family.
0: I, maybe both of them fucking joined.
1: I'd, I'd be I'd be okay with that because then that would that would take two places, and then they've got a tag team in there. They've got Rohan who's like sort of like right hand to him. Yeah. And then it's just figuring out who else.
0: I suppose they kind of
1: there's 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 enough kind of like. Not jobber guys, but you know, like developmental guys. that Guys could.
0: that aren't like, yeah, in the spot. Like guys that you go, oh well, no, he doesn't fit in there, or oh no. Bailey he's
1: Matthews would be the one I want to see.
0: Oh yes,
1: because he's only had one he's only match had the on one NFL match, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and he's absolutely outstanding. Yeah, and yeah. He'd, he'd be kind of like if we're looking at it in like in sort of like traditional five man faction ways. Mm. He'd be kind of like the technician, wouldn't he?
0: Oh yeah, of course like, he is.
1: He, he, Son of Regal Absolutely if, if we compare it To like the Pinnacle In AEW he would be like The Pineapple he would be basically What Sean Spears is now Which is like Just the yeah. The solid worker
0: Yeah yeah yeah
1: Hey I'm on a BMGF, Rohan Raj Would be stupid Sexy Wardlow <laughs> And Smith and Carter Would be FTR Yeah
0: I mean with Imperium gone from I say gone They are gone Like Walter's there But in terms of Like the faction imperium they're divided they're either sided upon so well, it kind of almost needs like another a faction to kind of be sat there at the top they've
1: got gallus and they've got symbiosis and they've got subculture
0: right um, subculture no <laughs> I'm just going to say no.
1: Um, trying to make subculture a thing. It's like fetch.
0: <laughs> Symbiosis, yes, if Eddie Dennis is more prominent as a wrestler rather than as a mouthpiece. And also, when balls fit, he comes back and they're an actual four-piece faction.
1: That'd be good if ball came back.
0: Yeah. And yeah. who well, else did you say?
1: Um, gals. Yeah. They're sort of a faction, aren't they? Them There's three of them. They
0: are. Yeah. There. I've just <laughs> <laughs> we've already discussed gallus. I don't like them. <laughs> yeah <it's- laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, I get where you're going with it. Um but yeah, we'll see. There's it's obviously a, a, a for me at least a lot of intrigue around this as to, to who's gonna make up that faction. Or yeah. if they're even a faction. Could just be could it's not, it's, it's they're definitely gonna be a faction.
1: You four places <laughs> set at that table. <laughs>
0: and his own place set.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Just getting a faction.
0: Yeah. Um, they, might, this- they might
1: bring in some people from WXW. I don't know. That's not a bad show. Or some people that haven't necessarily been signed up yet or, or on the verge of getting signed up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like a Dan Maloney or someone like that.
0: It's, I thought he was signed. Is he not?
1: He was and then he released them and then oh, okay. up. Last the other week, yeah. There's like part of like, the enhancement like group
0: ah fair enough ok um, after this we see Jordan Devlin going back to his locker room and A-Kid is in there Devlin's surprised that he's in there yet yeah, 20 minutes ago he said come to my locker room if you want to challenge me um, A-Kid's helping also, himself to a cup of a coffee
1: window in the door he could have seen it <laughs> and why, why, does Jordan Devlin's, um, why does Jordan Devlin's dressing room have like basketball trophies in like a YouTube.
0: Gold yeah, t- I wondered that in the cabinet. Well, it's
1: it's, it's deb- almost as if it isn't his dressing room, <laughs> which can't possibly be the case.
0: Definitely not. Because he told us it was. He told us it was his. He said he's got the biggest dressing room there. He said it was his dressing room and it's got a big gold star in the front that his teacher gave him.
1: It wasn't a gold star.
0: Well, he said it was a gold star, didn't he?
1: It wasn't a gold star on that door. Oh, maybe Ake little- could nick it. So- there was, there was like a little plaque which said Jordan Devlin. Oh. Like a little bit of card. Looked like it had just been printed out that day. It wasn't a big gold star. The, uh. You're going to tell us a gold star. Put a gold fucking star It.
0: We'll send him one. We'll make him one. Let's, I'll put some glitter on it. And you can put that on your door, Jordan. <laughs> anyway. He so goes he's in. He's... <laughs> uh, yeah. He gets helping himself to a cup of coffee. And he says... That little cup's not yours, just like that other cup's not yours anymore. That was brilliant. Um, Yeah, basically tells him to get out and says, Mainly get out. And he's like, Well, I'm going to get Sid. I'm going to get Sid to make you leave.
1: I I love how possessive he got over a paper cup as well. (laughs) (laughs) Literally a fucking paper, like takeaway cup.
0: People coming into my dressing room and helping themselves with my paper cups, I'll be kicking off. Kicking off.
1: I so, we will not give a shit unless it was the last
0: one <laughs> I imagine we're getting uh, Devlin and A-Kid possibly next week maybe the week after whenever probably it happens yeah whenever that happens going um, that's yeah. going to be there is yeah that's going to be uh, a really really good match to watch um, and then we move on to the main event of the evening subculture consisting of Danny Luna and Flash Morgan Webster against Ginny and Joseph Connors. Um, Flash and Connors start. uh, Flash gains the upper hand fairly quickly uh, and has Connors on the back foot and reeling. Um, Then they tag both women in. And then, for a lot of this match, so Danny Luna controlled that as well. Uh, It was mainly the faces on top until uh, Connors and Ginny kind of rolled out the ring and, and, and regrouped. Uh, and then they use a bit of shit to kind of get themselves back in the match. But one thing that annoyed me, and and I like Pretty Deadly, and they weren't too bad the other week when they're on commentary, but this started to grind on me a bit because they just kept going to them. Like, even if they weren't saying anything, it's just showing it, them sat there. I'm like, oh, would you want yeah. us to focus on the match? Or do you want, to focus, do you want us to focus on what they're saying? Because I'm getting mixed messages here.
1: I didn't care for this match at all. No. I cared more about Pretty Deadly being on commentary.
0: Yeah, um, uh, that th- was. Oh, go on.
1: We were talking. We were talking about last week where they were on commentary for the symbiosis match. Yeah, and we were saying how uh, like, oh yeah, like they didn't overshadow the match.
0: Mm. This match, they they did. They did a lot. Yeah. Um, no, so last week, I get why they were at ringside. They were watching. Things. two tag teams potentially that they would have to face this didn't make any sense it was a mixed tag match and it, but they kept they, going on about webster and andrews like but they're not in the match they were,
1: yeah they were teasing them um, they were teasing subculture versus pretty deadly i i get the impression they're probably going to have like a few have this going for a few weeks where they're going to be like kind of commentating on a few teams like few tag team matches
0: mm. I, I mean, mean I'd rather, s- down teams. Yeah. I'd rather just see him in the ring defending them, even if yeah. it was a, a non-title match, and then you build up contenders and go, well, we beat you in a non-title match, we deserve a shot. But just having them come out, like and like I say, like I find them amusing, they are good, they are entertaining. Just having yeah. them sat on commentary, and like this, if this is how they're going to do it, where they just detract away from anything that's happening in the match, it's just yeah, a bit I- of a waste.
1: Yeah I, I did I, There was a few things They did do Like when they said Someone should check Joseph Connor's basement That I'd be
0: Yeah oh, I, was, I was howling after that Yeah um, yeah,
1: yeah. And they, they kept So Like Luna and Ginny Were both kind of Getting involved Behind the referee's back And every time Like The faces did it <laughs> Pretty deadly we going Oh I don't like that They're cheating We'd never bend the rules I love like that. that
0: We'd never yeah. go against the rules Liars <laughs> Why do people lie
1: are <laughs> we talking about the, the dandy highwayman mate
0: <laughs> but I think this this match kind of then came into its own a bit or at least I started paying more attention in probably the last three four minutes when yeah there was a lot of kind of like shithousery from the heels like behind the referee's back and then we got this a lot of this oh the women are attacking the men in the match but that's not allowed and that's when they were like, oh, we would never go against the rules. I'm like, you either have them do it or they don't at all. But don't tell me that women can only tag in and face women and men can only tag in and face men. If not just they do it behind the ref's back, but in front of the ref's face in this match, like right in yeah. sight. I'm like, what are the rules here? It, it frustrated me a bit.
1: I, I, I've never liked the whole, oh yeah, well, the women and the men can only go against the, like, the women can only go against the women. The men can go against the men. So like, mm. it, it's just it's just nonsense. Like I, I get they don't you don't want to see like someone like Joseph Connors like just lamping Danny Luna.
0: I mean, you but, say that fucking Luna would lay him out, but yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like intergender wrestling is going right awesome.
0: That's true. And the thing and, is, a lot of the women all over WWE, not just NXT UK, like. Candice LeRae for example Have you seen the match Against her and Cedric Alexander exactly. It's fucking banging Exactly And that, there's that, so many That was
1: the example I was about to use yeah. Candice LeRae Like in PWG Where she She'd wrestle the men She held the fucking Tag titles with name redacted um, <laughs> You know what I mean She She's yeah. like She she took a double Super kick off the Young Bucks When one of them Had a train A, a shoe with like Thumbtacks on the sole of it Fucking and was, like, hell And kissing blood Yeah and,
0: and that's the thing. I'm not saying that's what we want to see, but don't pretend like some of these women can't hang in the ring with some of the guys that are arguably better. The,
1: the thing is, though, is it's like I wouldn't be angry seeing them like doing like technical wrestling with each other because of the whole point of wrestling is to yeah. suspend your disbelief.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, we've literally on the set, like, on, in the same company, we've got a fucking interdimensional demon that shows up when he. When he chooses, we've got a, a doll and Shayna Baszler. We've got Alexa Bliss sweating tar for some reason at WrestleMania. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Got yeah. fucking
1: Spooky murderer carrying cross. It, it's not. It's not like there's a shortage of things that we can't suspend our disbelief on. So what's mm. so hard to say? Someone like Danny Luna couldn't hold their own against someone like Joseph Connors?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um... As I say, for me, there's the, only the last few minutes of this which which were decent. The rest of it was just pretty throwaway. Um, the finish of the match comes when Ginny powerbombs Connors down off the top rope as he's up there battling with Webster. Um, Ginny's back's turned uh, and is arguing with the rest. And that's the other thing. So the ref's back was turned because Ginny was arguing with him. Like that was meant to be the distraction which allowed Luna to knock Connors down. Yet we'd seen Luna attack Connors in front of the referee's face not two minutes before. So what was the ne- what was the use of the distraction from Ginny? Exactly. It's mental. Anyway, Webster hits what I thought was like a, a 450 splash. It wasn't. It was a 630 splash. That was insane. Was absolutely mental. Uh, and he picks up the win. That like, was a great that- finish.
1: Flash Morgan Webster, for me, should be a singles guy. Yeah, just 100%. Keep him away from subculture because they're doing nothing for him. Yeah. And he, he really doesn't feel like a fit in that group anyway. No.
0: They
1: only, they only put him and Mark Andrews together because... They're Welsh. They're Welsh. If they want, if they want to do something they've done in progress, team him up with Wild, Bo- Wild Boar When it, I can't remember what the team was called. Then. They had a team in it either way because Wild Boar trained Flash Morgan Webster. Okay. Uh, and they were a tag. They were tag champs for a bit in progress, and they were pretty cool. But I can't remember the name of the team for the life of me. Um,
0: Just something to look nice if I can find it.
1: I think it was like the one nine or something like that. Uh,
0: you don't know? Don't know. Ah, oh, the uh, the nine one eight.
1: Nine one eight. That's the one. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Also, they're,
0: they're reading this, they own Pro Wrestling Chaos, a wrestling promotion did not know that
1: but yeah he's he's very good and he's very good on his own
0: yeah
1: know. like you've just got to look at the way they were using him in NXT UK before they threw him with Mark Andrews
0: mm-hmm.
1: he was just like going against bigger guys and using his like his sort of guile and his uh, yeah. athleticism and his agility to just overcome them
0: he's got even more of that now because he's ripped a fuck
1: yeah like he's doing He's doing stuff now that I, that I don't recall. Like, I don't recall ever seeing him do a 6.30. No. And he did, He did like, that standing 05 four cents on thing.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, in fact, it was, like, a standing inverted 6.30, wasn't it?
0: Something on mental. On
1: the other week. And it was like, what the fuck was yeah. that? Yeah,
0: he's it's awesome. Like,
1: what, yeah, he's brilliant. But it's like, why, you, why have you got him in a fucking tag team? Like, mm. where he's... He doesn't do a lot in the tag team anyway it's usually yeah. all about Mark Andrews doing his fucking flippity-dippity shit <laughs> and waiting for people to suplex him so we can get a stunt dog millionaire and being so fucking edgy and cool throwing <laughs> chairs up Walls because he's
0: fucking hard <laughs> um, anyway that was NXT UK for this week <laughs> what were your highs and lows mate? my low was the
1: main event I thought it was a really weak main event mm. um I, I did like, so after the, after the match, when um, Mark Andrews comes out pretty deadly, just go, oh, here's Mark Andrews to steal the spotlight. Damn, <laughs> and i will be doubled over as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just didn't... I'd like the, the thing is, there's usually kind of, not a lacklustre episode, but like a sort of bit more subdued episode.
0: Yeah, I think off after. the back of last week.
1: Yeah, like, after they do, like, a massive match, like, last week, Mm. they usually have a bit more of a subdued episode than this. This
0: certainly felt like it. It was was solid for me in that it was, like, there wasn't anything terrible on it. It was just... No. It was, yeah.
1: It was just a lot of mid-card level matches. Yeah. And there was no real, like standout pick like main event match mm-hmm. and th- to put that as the main event I think it was a bit of a weekend into the show yeah uh, what
0: about your high?
1: was Fraser vs Raja I thought that was awesome yeah I thought that was a really really good match mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it and Rohan Raja looked awesome and all- also when the Aya Man came on and he like looked frightened and like mm-hmm. got on ringing. ring and like when he was because it came on when he was about to shake hands with Ben Hart wasn't? Oh, yeah. sorry, Nick Fraser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, literally, as as he uh, as he's about to, the eye comes up and he rolls out and like looks frightened and runs mm. away. Yeah, and Nick Fraser just like kind of shrugs it off and goes to celebrate, like yeah. nothing's happened.
0: Yeah, I um, I agree. Both your highs and lows yeah. uh, for exactly the same reasons. So yeah, that's that. I can't say any more on it really. Um, it-
1: all right wasn't it, it was, yeah it it was a fine show like as as i say like that that main event match even if it was like on the middle of the card and they switched their raja and uh fraser that it would have probably been a bit better served but yeah it's what it is isn't it you it is you, kind it, of it it's, all it's, you can't have, you can't hit a home run every week no nah. um next week's probably gonna make up for it with like that Top top tier main events,
0: yeah, man. The thing is, even with weeks like this of NXT UK, where it doesn't hit the same highs as it has in in previous weeks, it's still better to watch them, an episode of Raw.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's because it's only an hour Oh
0: well, yeah, but <laughs> uh, wow, well, there's that for a start. But it, it just, I,
1: I it, still, I still have the theory that if Raw was two hours, it'd be a fucking good show.
0: Yeah. But you just if force them it, to think a bit more it, about what that to put in. Where
1: you're just like, watching Shags and you're like, what is this? Why are you, Why are you
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, that was this yeah. week's episode of NX UK uh, for the yes, 17th boy. of June. <laughs> yes, boy. Uh, Let's know what you thought on social media. As I said, at the top of the show on Twitter and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Thanks for listening, guys. You have been amazing as always. Keep doing what you do. Keep supporting us, sharing, liking, subscribing. All of that good stuff. And we'll catch you next time. Bye.
1: This might uh, lose a few supporters. It's coming
0: home. (laughs) Sorry, Scotland. And now a word from our sponsors.
1: Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own big tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling themed beers, including Coldstone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale. Also, they also do an array of t shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard bams, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom typing in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. You must love this podcast house in
0: the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.